One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, this is James of the Cinematic Universe podcast. Just before you start, I wanted to let our listeners on the free feed know that if two hours of awards isn't enough for you, then we've uploaded part two of this recording over on the Patreon, uh, which is an extra hour-long episode where we're doing a full preview of everything that's coming out in 2023. Um, That's available now at patreon.com slash cinematicuniverse for $3 a month or whatever the local equivalent is. I'll remind you again at the end of the episode, but for now you can enjoy the 2022 award show. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to what passes for the 2022 Cuppies. I'm your host Joe Cunningham and joining me are... James Hunt. And Reese Williamson. So, the podcast has changed a bit in the past year. Uh, <laughs> we're now predominantly on Patreon. Um, we are just doing the new releases and the Disney Plus shows. Um, and as it's made doing like a comprehensive copies a little bit difficult. So what we're going to do is we are going to roll this show into a kind of 2022 review um, w- with a bit of an ad hoc copies thrown in the middle as well. You know, we'll, we'll go through the categories. We'll see if there is anything that stands out as being worthy for these for these categories based on the on the things we've seen and talked about in the past year. We might have some categories that don't have winners. You know, uh, uh, right now, I don't know if there's a Howard T. Duck Award winner. We'll soon find out. I, I have a feeling there might be, but... <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, we will we'll start off with a bit of a preview of last year. Uh, review, a review of last year. Um, and then a preview of next year with, with some copies in the middle. So, guys, we did... James and I on the Patreon last year, start of January, <laughs> don't know where Reese was. Um, we did a preview of 2022. Um, I think this was the episode before you you guys read through a magazine. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. That, was a, that was an iconic episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was almost as good as the one we read out the Oscar <laughs> nomination. <laughs> We're doing that again this year. If I've got to do it alone, I will. It's happening. Look, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to that week off. Oh. Um, so when James and I previewed 2022, there were 10 movies due for release. Uh, we got seven of them. Um, so uh, The Flash <laughs> and Shazam 2 moved back, as did um, Across the Spider-Verse. So we thought those were going to be released in 2022 at the start of the year. They weren't. So we finished up with seven movies. Um, we, at the time, James and I kind of predicted... You know, like, well, well, we kind of said how how highly we anticipated each of those movies, you know, how much we expected to like them, um, and and also predicted the box office. Um, and so what I thought was we if we if we go through now, we, we've now got seven. Reese, obviously, we don't have any comparison point for you, uh, but maybe you can you can sprinkle in whether you were excited for these movies or not as we go through. <laughs> um, 
and uh, and and yeah, we'll we'll see whether our predictions lined up with reality. So, um, sh- what we, what we did last time was we go one at a time. If any of us has a movie higher in their list, we'll save to talk about it when we get to the higher spot. So uh, we'll go um, James, Reese, Joe, and then we'll if yeah, if if anyone has anything, you know. Higher or lower than a given spot. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. So, uh, Reese, what do you have uh, as your bottom movie? I've got the stinky, stinky poo film Thor. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the bottom of my list. Is that the bottom of everyone else's list? Not by a long shot. Okay, <laughs> no, it's not It's not the bottom of mine either. So, uh, James, what have you got bottom of yours? Uh, so with the caveat that I never saw a DC League of Super Pets, the bottom of mine is Morbius. Okay, so I think I think, but yeah, well, let's. Oh, how do we work this? Let's say let's say DC for the League of Super Pets for the for, for the purposes of this list is your seven. Um, then that makes Morbius your six, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Morbius is my seven. It's my, it's my bottom ranked. Reese, <laughs> what what do you have at number six? No, Morbius is my six. Okay, so we can talk about Morbius. So we all agree it's pretty bad, and I'm fairly sure that Reese has bumped that all the way up to six um, because of what your three star rating on Letterboxd was. It. Listen, let, let, <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you at the time? Didn't you rate it higher than Batman? The Batman, I can't remember. State of mind, Letterbox. It just captures a moment in time. <laughs> a lot of you know, I, I have no regrets, but you know, you in the cold light of uh, you know January the third at eight fifty nine. One has to make one's choices in that moment. And so <laughs> Morbius comes in at a hot number six over their little poo, stinky poo. <laughs> um, bad, yes. Bad, poor, um, not good, and, and rubbish. And, and yeah. And, we, uh, we expected Morbius to be bad. But, um, uh, James and I had it um, as our, uh, our, like, Oh, I think we both had it sixth because we thought that DC's League of Super Pets was was kind of just, you know, I think it was kind of like a throw that on the end because who knows. But yeah, yeah. We, we expected Morbius to be bad. Although I don't think we expected it to be quite as quite as incompetent as it was plotting-wise and... <laughs> Acting-wise. Well, and we, we I, I was listening back to our preview episode to get the, to get this info and we were like saying... Like and and what do you think? Because in the trailer they've got the Spider-Man stuff. So is it going to be in the MCU? How how <laughs> how is Michael Keaton just going to be in it, or is he going to be tagged on at the end? <laughs> and I think even you know when we were talking about the possibility of him being tagged on at the end, we didn't quite grasp how tagged on at the end. We didn't be. grasp the ineptitude of that post-credit <laughs> scene. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think Morbius was. I I think there was a lot of bad movies this year. Um, but I, I kind of, I, Morbius ended up bottom of my list just because it barely felt like a movie. <laughs> at least, at least the others felt like they existed. Morbius, uh, was just instantly a joke. <laughs> the thing, the thing about the Morbius is like, it isn't even like Venom where there's a kind of camp hilarity to it. it it's just bad and dull and confusing and, you can only enjoy it in retrospect when you think, like, oh, why did that happen? No, that made sense, did it? I mean, let's not forget that it did provide some good social media content. Yeah, it's fair, yeah, that you could, if you Has- wish... Hashtag watch... it's Morbin time. 
I was going to say you could watch that movie in two minute chunks in a Twitter thread for a while. Yes. <laughs> which I believe is the way it was intended to be seen. <laughs> and that's what that's... Spinoza would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think directed movies, maybe. Wild some of the directors on this list. You know, like, I, like I'd, I'd for, you know, I'd completely forgotten that Daniel Espinosa had directed that movie. And I, I mean, I'm, I mean, he might have done as well. <laughs> um, let's not forget as well that Morbius got re-released this year. Because, <laughs> yeah. because Sony mistook the uh, the trolling on social media for social engagement and re-released, yeah. <laughs> re-released the movie so it flopped twice. I can't believe that's the thing that happened, but it did. Uh, so... It- if Morbius I could defend Morbius just for a minute, you can try. Oh, it's not really defense. It's just one thing uh, in, in all of in all of these little this little quiz that we had we did today. Um, a thread throughout for me at least is well, at least it's there's something a bit different about it, some of this stuff that I'm uh, that's, yeah. that's I'm okay with. Um, that's what I wrestled with. I was like, yeah. is it is it the worst? Like, like we can come to. Th- I mean, okay, so maybe Thor is much higher on somebody's list, but for me, Thor is is worse because it's so much lazier. I think for me, it's so much lazier. Morbius is a poorly made, crappy film, but I don't know. It's a you know, it's a vampire guy, and it's Jared Leto being weird. Uh, that's not in any of the in other. In fairness, <laughs> if you were going to choose outside of superheroes, a genre that was more overrepresented than any other, you would immediately go to vampire movies, right? I mean, you're right. God damn it, James, you got me there. <laughs> I guess what I come back to is, I, I think the the final film that we saw was compromised, but, you know, we talked about, well, maybe, you know, that maybe this will be Jared Leto going bug nuts. It wasn't. Mm. And you go, well, like, what was the ambition? What did they think they were making? I think. I don't know. I don't. I. I. I can't see at any point, you know, given that there isn't a bug nuts performance at the centre of it. Maybe there is with Matt Smith, uh, <laughs> but out, outside of Matt Smith, I. I'd like. I don't know what the ambition was or what they thought they were doing that was different or interesting. And inside of Matt Smith, it's too dark to see. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that will be the day. That will be the day when we can see inside of these <laughs> these men and women that we adore such. <laughs> We've come down a, a weird corridor. <laughs> um, okay, so um, that was mine, and you, that was your number. My, mine and James's number seven. Reese's number six. James, what was your number six? My number six was I wrestled with this. It was Black Adam. Hmm. I wrestled with this as well, uh, but I ultimately went Thor: Love and Thunder. So let's uh, let's get to Reese's number five. Yeah, just um, oh, my number five. Your uh, number five was zooming up the list. Black Adam, Black Adam, Black Adam. Okay, yes. uh, James, your number five. Uh, my number five was Love and Thunder. Right. Okay. Let's talk about Love and Thunder. So that's that's interesting. It didn't get higher than five, five for any of us. Mm-hmm. So five for James, six for me, seven for Reese. Um, I had this four on my list of uh, predictions, and, and James, you actually had it at, th- at five. And listening back to our podcast, we were very worried that <laughs> the Taika Waititi shtick had, had worn thin, <laughs> and that we didn't like Jojo Rabbit. And yep, I, 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 I sat there listening to it. I go in like, oh, I really hope this wasn't confirmation bias. You know? <laughs> um, 
But I, yeah, I, I, I still like that movie. When I think back on it, I just think about how paper thin and like just ultimately flimsy it felt. That, mm. And like there wasn't, a, and especially you know since the movie where Chris Hemsworth has kind of without like outright shitting on the movie has made a few comments of like, look, if I come back and do Thor again, it will have to be totally mm. different. Yeah, that feels about as pointed as a as a movie star could maybe be about that. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. a big disappointment, even though it kind of didn't. I mean, it wasn't. Do you know what I was going to say? Even though it wasn't that low in our rankings, but I think considering some of the movies that I have above it, which I thought were were terrible (laughs) (laughs) like i think we got like three properly bad movies of these seven and you know a fourth one that's met you know not far off it's yeah i think it's pretty damning for thor love and thunder i i have it i I was checking back my mcu rankings it is it's dead bottom wow 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 god um it's also sort of it's such a it's it's like such a quick fall from grace it's 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 you know the Ragnarok was is you know it's not our I don't think it's any of ours but it's many people's you know top MCU film in the top leagues. It sort of reinvent you know reinvigorated the Thor side of things. Had the Hulk's in it. It's great fun. And then you know I know we had Joe Joe in between and Taika's sort of you know personal outward personality feeling like we got a lot of Taika. But you know it's it's literally the follow up to that movie. Um, and there, it's not like <clears throat> Taika makes an Avengers in between and so you've got more of that crap. It's 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 just such a fall from that first from from the first film to to the second, and and it felt <clears throat> I'm just not sure it needed to go that way. It it, it the, and I said this one on our review, but it feels like it was just so lazy. And actually, if 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 he if he basically just just gave a bit more of a shit, I think this could have been better. And it just all felt so first drafty, and and you know some of the some of the way the plot gets from beat to beat is again it's just so. The first idea he had, you know, d- day three of writing, he just went, oh, well, that, that's my idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll do something like that. Not that. That's bad. Not that. We'll come up with something better. Not that. We'll do something better. And then and then he goes, well, I could write the script more today, Ah, but I'm, what I'm going to do instead is go to the beach or go and, you know, pitch another seven movies and sell sell, sell five of them to different studios. It just felt like his, he wasn't there for it. Um, uh, yeah. Lazy. And the and the comedy was bad. You know, that's his, that's sort of his only. That's his big thing. And I thought the comedy was really really poor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know what else to say other than yeah, it's, <laughs> it was it wasn't funny. <laughs> that was, I don't know, comedy subjective, but I just it it I completely agree about it feeling first draft and 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 yeah, I, I'm not. I'm just not sure what. Yeah, well, what there is to say positive for it, I don't even. I don't think that there were any like amazing performances or anyone that really stood out. Um, and such you know. a such a waste of Natalie Portman. You know, in hindsight, what a burn then of that. You're going to do that. No, maybe not of her, but you're going to do that story, which is a great recent story that you had the pieces for. You know, you have Thor still around. You have Jane Foster still around in the universe. You really could do a, a really good version of that story. And it's such a whiff. It's such a whiff. And same with the gore stuff. That's a really cool recent comic and a cool villain. It's just a proper, proper whiff. 
that it's just a that's a shame because now you know now they're not going to do either of those again anytime soon. Um, uh, so so there's a shame. Then it's also a shame if this is the last Thor movie. If this is the last time we see, you know, okay, it probably won't be the last time we see Hemsworth. Right, that feels extremely extremely unlikely. But you know, it could be the last major major role for him as Thor. You know, just age will sort of have an impact on. I I don't think so. I think he could do this for another decade. I was going to say, I I think we're at the very least we're going to get like a sort of old Hemsworth doing, you know, King Thor or whatever. I still wonder whether that, that's whether he leads that movie. But yeah, but in okay, in the rare scenario that this is the last Thor movie, what a shame then to go out on on this one on a real just a real fart. It's a shame. I um, I I, I don't know. I I see Hemsworth sticking around for a long time. Just, just because you know, he, he's got he, nothing bigger going on. Yeah, he seems he seems happy to do it, and I uh, and and also I think Thor's one of the characters that lends itself to time. Well, Imagine. and also that that kind of that kind of buff, we see that you know older actors are able to maintain that kind of more steroidy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> massive jacked look. Right, what okay. are you on about? I think the rock is all natural. <laughs> um. Well, good news is we get to. I, I think we get to talk about another movie now that is is down at the bottom of all of our lists because um, my number five was Black Adam, um, and I think we've we've ticked that we've ticked that off for everyone, haven't we? Now, yes, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I again, I really like. I really debated between Thor and Black Adam. I don't think there's much between them. Um, and I. I I don't know whether whether this is more of a like you know an expectations thing. Like I expect I, I didn't have I had Black Adam at five in my predictions for the year and how excited I was for it. I wasn't hugely excited by the time I saw it. The reaction of being kind of muted and um, I, yeah, I, I maintain I think of, of all of us, I hated it the most. I think it is a, a real piece of shit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think. I, I, kind of think Thor was as well so uh that there, there they are down at five and six we talked about this recently but is it yeah is, is there anything more we want to say about Black Adam and, and it not being very good and especially in the light of um you know he probably ain't coming back <laughs> um I do think that like Morbius it's hard not to look at Black Adam and think well this film was definitely compromised along the way um I don't know what the best version of it was, but I think whatever forces were acting on it ended up making it worse than it is. And I think I think the rock's charisma goes a long way to making it watchable, which is why it's as high as it is. Like I had a good time watching that movie just because the rock smashing stuff up and, you know, chucking people across the sea is inherently amusing to me. Yeah, I liked but, I mean, looking back at this, at this these seven movies. It's only Thor that made me kind of angry, uh, at, which is the bottom of my list. And I think the the yeah, I sort of I found things to enjoy in numbers. Yeah, four, five, and six. We'll get to four, but um, including Black Adam. And I yeah, I sort of it was diverting. And and the Thor, uh, the Thor, the Rock is is a movie star. Um, and I know that sort of what's happened since colors some of that. <laughs> some of it you're like buying into like, oh yeah, it's the Rock. He's a big movie star, and this is a big character, obviously. Uh, that doesn't feel like the truth now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I said, I mean, I said it on the 
on the review we did, but it was a, just a total theft of a dozen other things from other superhero movies. Uh, but those twelve, those dozen things are kind of good in other stuff, and they were okay in this. And then the rock holds it all together, and uh, yeah, I thought I would. Uh, I, this might be a good a good point to talk box office. I would. I'd maybe dispute that the rock is a movie star anymore. <laughs> like, do, do, do people care? Because here is the rock. In a superhero movie, which is, you know, the dominant genre. And people didn't turn up. Of these movies, it finished fifth. And, you know, there's a, there's a big... So the box office for these, Morbius took 167 million worldwide. Super Pets took 203 million. Black Adam, 391. And then we jumped to 760 million for Thor in fourth. 770 million for the Batman, 820 for Black Panther, and 955 for Doctor Strange. So, you know, kind of like half what the what the, what the top four took. That's bad. That's, I feel that's... like that's the that's the gravimetric pull of the DC Extended Universe is just absolute tedium, though, right? No, th- th- not not if you not if you look yeah. at you know pre- uh, previous releases, they've had they've had big hits. Aquaman. What, what made was more the? Than, uh, I guess Aquaman. Was Aquaman made more than a yeah. bill. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I, I, I guess. Wonder Woman eighty four would be hard to judge because that was a pandemic movie. Um, the first one made a bill, didn't it? I think it did. It did really well. Yeah. Um. I can try and bring. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it is anything. I don't think it's anything DCEU. I think it's just. You know, people didn't want to see it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't care about the Rock. Um, James, do you, want, do you want to know how we did in our predictions? Go for it. Okay, so box office wise, um, you had me on the bottom two. So you said Morbius Seven, DC Six. I said uh, DC League of Super Pets Six. I said it the other way around. Uh, so we were wrong there. Um, well, I was wrong. You were right. We both had Black Adam at five. Nice. Smash that. Uh, I had. We both had Thor: Love and Thunder at four. Okay. Um, I had the Batman at. Three, which it was. Uh, you had it at two. Okay. Um, uh, then uh, number two, you had uh, what kind of forever? Uh, I had Doctor Strange, and then you had Doctor Strange at, at three. Mm-hmm. And I had it at two. Uh, so basically, the the top three were a bit of a shuffle, um, but. Dot Strange is currently uh, at nine hundred fifty-five million worldwide. Black Panther at eight twenty, and Black Panther's still going. So won't get it. Won't get another I hundred. Get there, yeah. I yeah. don't think it will, unless it's like <laughs> un- unless there are any like territories that it's not come out in yet. But yeah, well, I guess if, if Bassett gets an Oscar nom, they might try and put it out there again. And it's still maybe. it's making like ten mil a week at the US mm. box office at the moment. So I, it might it might get up to around nine hundred maybe. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, step down from the first film certainly. Um, but yeah, so that, that all of that goes to, is to say, uh, I think this is a disaster for The Rock. Um, <laughs> it's you know going to be really interesting to see what he does next. Um, maybe maybe he retreats back to his uh, his Netflix movies with Ryan Reynolds. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so uh, so yeah, Black Adam fairly low down for all of us. So we've done our seven six five. So uh, Reese, what was your four? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, James, what was your four? Um, so I struggled with the choice here. 
but I went for Wakanda Forever. <gasps> oh, wow. wow. Um, so have you had Doctor Strange yet? You haven't, have you? No. Okay, my number four was also Doctor Strange. Number three, Reese. What have you got number three? Uh, DC's League of Super Pets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I also have DC's League of Super Pets <laughs> at number three. Uh, so here's a chance to talk about that. Listen, if, if it gave us one thing, it gave us Goodbye Podcast. Um, actually on that preview episode James I asked you whether you would be going to the cinema with your daughter to see it Uh, it turned out it was the other way around Um, and I went alone (laughs) I I expected to go but um, she went with her mum instead oh really Yeah. Um, I I, I think this ended up being like a a charming three star movie comfortably the better of the two rock superhero movies this year um (laughs) And like had some had some fun supporting characters. It was nice. It was you know, it it, it had a few fun superhero gags, some good voice performances. Um, it was solid, and it also uh, led to Reese. What was that? What was the joke that I, I the the Mark Marin gag that I had to explain to you coming off the back of it? Um, was it lock the gates? It was lock the gates. Yes, yes. they make a lock the gates gag in the movie, <laughs> which is which is. Um, brilliant uh i really enjoyed really enjoyed that weird marin in joke um but yeah it's good reese right it's 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 nice and pleasant i think james would have it up around here as well if he uh if he'd seen it for me the the moment where i I thought oh maybe this is actually good and and sort of thoughtful (laughs) is when it becomes clear that, that it's not just all of the pets i mean maybe this was obvious from the trailers i didn't really watch the trailers but when i i guess i kind of thought it was going to be uh, a kind of crappy superhero movie with pets standing in for for their for the superheroes, um, but then actually once you meet the sort of supporting characters and they're all they're kind of original characters, I th- I did I sort of wondered oh okay maybe this is not the just co- kind of cookie cutter you know copy and paste crap that I thought it was going to be and then you've got you know it's a, car- a voice cast full of great comedic performances you know I'm not there weren't sorry great comedic performers they're not all doing amazing fucking you know top tier of their career work but you know kate mckinnon is great um kevin hart's you know he's 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 charming vanessa bayer is good is good i'm reading some of this off wikipedia Natasha um, was the standout me, I think. Yeah. and it's just sort of it's a reminder that well that you know that animated movies can be as you say a charming a charming three-star film uh they can sort of get there with and make it look quite easy um, and, and, and yeah, it's, you know, that's, it's, and I also think it had some fun stuff to say about heroism and, and what it is to be a hero and all that kind of crap that, you know, I think it's in some ways it's harder to get into the very mature at this point, superhero genre, you know, it's, it's harder to do a origin story and to get at that kind of, at those core tenets of heroism, because it just feels like we've seen those stories again and again and again and again. And somehow this one, I was quite. I mean, I wasn't moved, right? No, but I. <laughs> uh, I just thought it. Yes, it told a inspirational, charming story. You know, with the lead uh, of what it is to be a hero, and and superhero movies in a, as a, the wider genre could probably do with a little bit more of that. Actually, a little bit more of that. It's one thing I was about to say is that I find I find it interesting how kids' movies tend to be a lot saner than. Like, I don't want to say adult movies because that's different than you know all ages movies. Like, if it's if it's aimed at kids, 
the story tends to be a bit tighter and the themes tend to be a lot clearer. And in some ways that can be seen as simplistic, but also when you watch something like Black Adam, you kind of crave a bit of that clarity. Yes. Um, let me bring the, the two of those things together. Um, uh, you, you were talking there about adult movies, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. The, uh, uh, is it Axel Braun who makes the superhero is, yeah. parodies? Um, he had a tweet go viral. Uh, he was very angry about Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore. Um <laughs> And was was kind of like demanding that James go like fire James Gunn restore restore Henry Cavill, and I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> that is weird, yeah. Um, but obviously, I think there's a job waiting for Henry. Should he want it? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> and, and like yeah. To, to, to still don the cape in some capacity, ah, <laughs> you might not get to keep it on for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, last word on DC League of Super Pets. Uh, it ended up at three for me because it was competent and there were four movies to one degree or another that I thought were not. So that's why it ended up at three and 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 not higher or not lower. Um, James, what was your number three? Well, so, okay, my number three was Wakanda Forever because I only got six in my list. So, Oh, okay. So what was your number four? Did we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. like I like I say, I only had six on my list. Okay. So when we've been counting backwards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh number two for you, Reese. Uh the Batman. Um I'm James, I mean it sounds fun. James, you're number two? Doctor Strange. Okay, so now it's time to talk about Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, so let's talk about Doctor Strange. Uh so uh, Doctor Strange at number two for you, James. And number four yeah. for you. And number four for Reese and number Yeah, number four for me as well. To me, that's a damning indictment of this year in superhero movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Because mm. basically my my list has six movies, five of which I could take or leave. And Doctor Strange is one of those. Like I there were things about Doctor Strange that I found really interesting and uh i haven't rewatched it lately so i find it hard to articulate entirely what i enjoyed but at the time my memory is that it was doing a lot of weird stuff and i was just kind of there for a film that was taking a lot of big swings even if they weren't all landing so uh, my and this this is why it ends up above morbius black adam thor um <laughs> i think the Sam Raimi of it all, Raimi is doing enough with the material on the page to elevate it. It mm-hmm. has some it has some nice sequences in there um that that I think are mostly, you know, director driven. Um mostly, you know, a lot of the creepy stuff with Wanda and Zombie Strange and the music battle and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then the the flip side of that is, for me, a real waste of the setup from WandaVision and the betrayal of that character, um, and 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 just you know from a from a basic plot point of view, I don't think it really, I don't think it really holds up. You know, and and certainly the way that they resolve it at the end. I think uh, America Chavez is a, you know, a, a big miss from a 
you know, from giving her any character for, for like making her anything more than a MacGuffin in the movie. Um, and the, and then, and then the other thing that really stands out to me is just not being good enough is that whole, uh, cameo sequence in the middle that again, like the good bits were Sam Raimi thinking, you know, having some fun with the way that he disposed of those heroes but the whole sequence of just talking to Doctor Strange and talking through the alternate reality stuff, and then it just felt so perfunctory to me, and, and a film that just wasted so much potential. That let's okay, it's the multiverse of madness. Where are we going? We're going to one other world where the traffic lights are a different color. <laughs> there are a couple of other worlds. Not that they spend any significant time in. It's yeah, no, they're... it's no every everything everywhere all at once. But they, they, but, uh, so... they, I'm right in saying right. They they flick through the worlds in that one sequence. They then go to the traffic light world, and then they go to like the destroyed world. Yeah, you're in you're in two locations, you know, mostly. Yeah, hundred percent. And isn't isn't the world where Wanda has her children a different one again? Oh, but it's just that's just a, her house from One Division. That's that's not a yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different universe. Yeah, but, uh, to okay. Joe's point, the movie's called <laughs> the movie's called The Multiversal Madness, and you know it, there isn't much multiverse, and it's not particularly mad. So uh, you know it's it's just it's 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 a dis it's a it's a bit of a failure just on just on the, off of those expectations. Not to mention the sort of spite the sort of Spider Man follow up piece of it. Um, you know, the, which is that's why the movie made so much money because. People saw that and went, "Oh, more of that!" And then they saw it and they went, "Oh, okay, that wasn't really more of that." <laughs> and then you all the One Division follow up as well, which, yeah, is probably the most egregious of a disappointment. And part, you know, part of that is it's one of the natures of you know serialized storytelling with lots of creative people. You know, I bet you Feige didn't think One Division was going to be as good as it was. <laughs> and I, I was going to say, I think, I think if the film fails at anything, it's it's paying off One Division, and the fault there is that. One division was a lot better than it needed to be. Well, the other the other failure of the film is a failure of the character of Doctor Strange in the MCU, which is just that he's just not that interesting, and and it's not a it's not a it's not a particularly interesting performance. There's, there's that thing, isn't there, in, in there that's kind of set up of you know, like of, of you know, is that is there a place out there where he's happy? Is there a place where he's satisfied? And you know, kind of turns up in the Southern universe and yeah that that doctor strange wasn't it and and actually is he ever you know is he is he just you know kind of yearning for things that he could that that have already gone that he can never have um the reason i'm kind of stumbling over that is because i think it's kind of like it's set up in the movie and not really delved into the way it should be it's like this thematic hook that doesn't really that doesn't really follow all the way through the film uh because I kind of feel like most of the film is as an excuse to have that set piece in the middle. Mm. A set piece that I just, yeah, I just thought was so naff. (laughs) But also, you know, I think, yeah, the reason it's at four for me, even with all that crap is that just like Joe, you know, there's no, there's no sequence in a movie this year, like the, like the, um, you know, the musical fight sequence that the amount of invention and creativity there is, I would compare it you know, maybe only to Avatar in, in terms of how some, you know, how the inventiveness on display in certain sequences, the, the the amount of passion from the filmmakers, you know, primarily Raimi. There's, there just isn't any of that in fucking Black Adam or Morbius or DC's League of Super Pets. 
Um, and there isn't there isn't really any of that in any of the in any of the Disney Plus shows, and there isn't any of that in lots of other blockbusters I've seen this year. So there are it's at four on the strength of like half a dozen sequences, and that's that's saying a lot about the quality of those sequences. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, James, you had that as your most anticipated movie of the year, and I had it as my second. So that might play into you know mm-hmm. if, even for you who liked it more than more than uh, Reese and I it didn't hit the heights that you're expecting it to. No, that's um, right. Okay, so that was your number two. Uh, my number two is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Have we all hit that now? Yeah, just... Wakanda was third for me. No, it's a little bit It's a little bit higher for me. So okay. it's, it's a little <laughs> bit higher. <laughs> okay, so maybe, uh, do we all have no, different number ones? Let's find out. Uh, number one for Reese is? Black Panther. Ah, okay, there we go. Um... James, why did this not hit number one for you? Uh, I think. Or why I was pretty it number, much... number number three is quite. So, what do you have it below? Below Doctor Strange in the Batman. Oh wow! So not even your top MCU. No, I mean the the thing for me is that it. I think it didn't capture the things that were fun about the first Black Panther. Um, and while I think it was a really well put together movie. Um, I found it hard to enjoy it, and I think again, my my main criticism and the one that I keep coming back to is that I think if if Ryan Coogler wants to make blockbuster movies, he has to do it with an eye on the audience, and I think I think I really respected that he made a movie about grief that was very morose. Um, I think if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to have fights that are cool, and if he doesn't want to introduce characters that you want to root for, I think don't make a blockbuster movie in the in a superhero universe. Like, do that on your own time. What do you guys make of like what? What do you? What sense do you get of like what foothold it has in the culture right now? Because mm. it. The first movie was a phenomenon, right? Yeah, and just went and went and went for months, years and, even. And I, I, I almost wonder whether you know, there's people expressing surprise at how quickly Avatar has got to a billion dollars, right, mm-hmm. worldwide. Um, and I, I, you know, and I wonder whether the lack, the lack of hold of the, or the lack of, you know, like rewatchability of Wakanda Forever has played in for that played into that as well. That you know it's 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 given the opportunity to Avatar to kind of take <laughs> over the screens at Christmas. Because, I mean it, it certainly know, I, doesn't hurt, yeah. I, I like I liked the movie. There were a lot of things that I enjoyed about it. I felt like it was nice to be back in a room with the grown ups. Um <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah it it I do think it's a step down action aside from the first movie um and it and it certainly hasn't stuck you know I, I you know i don't have the same amount of free time i had as i did when the first movie came out but i wasn't like i wasn't devastated i didn't have the time to go see it again at the cinema or you know I, i'm not going to be rushing to rewatch it um but i did think there were a lot of a lot of things that it got right i think namor it got really right and i'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the mcu um, I thought the underwater stuff was all great. 
Um, I thought Shuri made sense as the new Black Panther, even if I, I don't think that Letitia Wright is the presence at the centre of the film that Chadwick Boseman was. Loved the Michael B. Jordan cameo. You know, there's lots of stuff, lots of stuff that I liked about it. Uh, but like by a hair, it is my number two film of the year. Yeah, I mean, again, your number one is Batman, right, Joe? Not to spoil it, but yes, right. So, and I think, yeah, I think Panther and Batman. Yeah, Panthers are by a hair. I, I think if the Batman, if the, that middle hour was like forty minutes, probably it's number one. You know, there's just that bit in the middle where you kind of go, oh, maybe I'll pause it and watch the second half tomorrow. <laughs> Some coffee. We'll get to the Batman, um, but yeah, I know. I sort of, I, I think I just connected emotionally with, with the, uh, with the core story um, more than you guys, and so that was what popped it. You know, I had a, re- I just was, I was moved by this one. What, uh, what, I, what do you mean by the core story? Sorry, you know, specifically Shuri grieving her brother. You know, that's that. I know the movie as a, as a whole is is a, is a grief is a movie about grief, but you know, and all the characters are grieving, but just her journey, you know, her sort of, her, her, her hero's journey, if you will, um, you know, as the, as she takes the mantle of Black Panther and, and in parallel grieves her brother. Um, yeah, I just found it really affecting. Um, uh, yeah, in a way I can't really, you know, I don't, don't think there's a lot of sort of thinking about it. It's more how I felt watching it. Um, I know, and I liked all the other stuff you're talking about, all of the the, the, the sort of surfacey stuff. I, I liked all that as well, but I just, yeah, I just, I, you know, I was, I cry, I was crying at the end of both viewings for me. You know, when she's on the beach at the end, I found it really, I just found it really emotional, and that's what, you know, the Batman. I fucking love the vibe, and I love all of the. Some of those sequences are amazing. Probably, you know, probably. Yes, that's a more novel. That's got more novelty to it than than Black Panther, and that part of that's just because it's you know, kind of forever is the sequel to the first one, which had all the novelty. Um, but I don't, you know, I'm not moved by the end of the Batman when when Catwoman and Batman drive away from each other. <laughs> I'm not actually not that even interested in there in any particular emotional dynamic in the movie. Whereas Black Panther, I definitely, I completely was. I was so I just felt really invested in, in that family. Um, and then, yeah, in a way, more than the first movie, uh, I, 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 I preferred it to the first one, and I found it more, more affecting. Um, and sometimes, you know, when you're ranking movies or thinking about what you liked about films, and you know, you can obviously we all over we all think a lot about this stuff, overthink it, but sometimes you just go, hey, that one made me cry, and so that's that, you know, end of story. Um, and I've, that's how I felt about Black Panther this year. That's very fair. So uh, let's let's talk about the Batman, which is James and I's number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I say, for me, for me by a hair, and I will I will <clears throat> put this this caveat in there. Um, the Batman comes out as number one for me this year as a three and a half star movie. Wow! Um, I, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I I I like it. Um, you know, maybe on a rewatch, it would edge up to four stars. Um, I, I I think it is. I think I, I think it's flawed. Um, it's very morose. Um, the 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 kind of the clues and the riddles uh, I think could be a bit more sophisticated. Or Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I, th- I Bruce think Wayne it's fair. A, a little bit less thick. It's fair um, that they spend a lot of the movie going like, "What the hell does this mean?" Because maybe because the clues are so bad. A lot of rudder. A well, lot of rudder. A lot of, yeah. a lot of. <laughs> and then Jeremy Jeffrey Wright's just real, just growl and a lot of thumb drive. 
It's going to be a cough doing it. I just, you know, I, I keep thinking back to it. Whenever I think of those clues, I think of the, the Adam West sequence in the Batman 66 movie where yeah. it's good. Uh, the the cat woman, a cat. What do cats have? Nine lives. <laughs> what else do we know about the number nine? It's three squared. Uh, um, yeah, uh, the, the yeah the whole the whole rat with wings uh, nonsense was was bad. I thought, um, but I thought Pattinson was great. I at least admired its like commitment to tone. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and just just really really hitting that. I liked the John Turturro part of the movie. Um, I liked the CD nightclub. Um, I thought Kravitz and Pattinson had chemistry, which was important. I thought Colin Farrell was good. Still, I still think the casting slightly weird, but I liked him in it. And um, and yeah, I think I just, I, 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 yeah, it just edged it for me at the end. I thought, like, I liked it and Black Panther. Um, I think probably if you said to me, you know, you can rewatch one of those movies tonight, I'd probably go for the Batman. Yeah, oh God, the first fucking, te- I mean, the first 10 minutes are just, so that's one of those movies that just takes you by the throat. And, and, and then, you know, in a way, it's all about two hours 40, and it sort of it probably has to do that. But God, the, you know, the, from the opening sequence into the the monologue with his in writing and the oh, it's just I, I've I've probably watched the first hour of that five times this year. <laughs> and I don't, I kind of, I don't mean that as a bad thing. It's just that I, it does. It, it, I've, my interest fizzles a little bit after that hour. But oh, it's just a really, really good. It's a really good first hour, and then it, I think it ends well as well. That that sequence on the bridge is cool, um, and it's just vibes. It's just a real vibesy movie. Uh, Again, it doesn't really feel like any of the other movies on this list. It feels really thought through, and uh, and I've, I know I've already talked about this, but I feel like if you want to talk about cultural, you know, I feel like it's it's a movie that gets referenced in podcasts I listen to, and it pops on Twitch. It, it feels like it's having some staying power, which again, you you know, you wouldn't have thought for another fucking Batman reboot in twenty twenty two. It was just so hard to like, hey, we're gonna. We're gonna. People will kind of, you know, will vibe with it, and and we'll remember it, and we'll be. You know, I think the, I think the anticipation for the sequel. I think the sequel is going to be huge. Actually, I just mm. feel like it's people dig it. I, you know, when my when my sister goes, oh, the Batman, I love that movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. Now that's just, you know, she doesn't really, she's not there with any of the MCU stuff. And she watches them, but this one, I just feel like it's it's it, it's people are it's inter, it interested people and continues to. I don't know whether. If- I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I find it really difficult because Batman's inherently cool. <laughs> you know, like, I, 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 I still do think there are some things the movie does badly or gets wrong. Like, I, I don't think that... I don't think the car chase is really successful. Uh, oh, that's great. Like that's one thing. of the few car chases that I actually enjoy in films. Absolutely fuck, fuck that joke. <laughs> I usually switch off as soon as the car oh, starts. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Where, where are we? What's it cares. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, 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 yes, uh, it, if you said to me, what do I want to watch of these this year's movies, I'd probably go for the Batman. Um, if you said to me, would you like to watch a Batman movie now? I'd go, Yes. And this would maybe be, I don't know, like fourth, fifth, sixth on the list. Uh, see, this this is probably my 
definitely mm. my top film of the year. Probably my top Batman film. Like this, Wait, this. Oh Jesus! Christ. This feels to me. This is like I consider this a five star movie because I just. I think it nails the tone and the character that I want to see out of Batman. Like mm. this, this feels as close to comics Batman as we've ever had. Wow. And that's, that's something that matters a lot to me. Hmm. That's fair. Maybe, uh, maybe they could get some better, better riddles next time or better. Uh, <laughs> no, it'll better... be jokes next time. They'll have mediocre jokes instead. <laughs> it won't be, be the Joker. It won't be the Joker. It'll be icicles. Ice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll follow up on that Joker. Yeah, they will. Well, Barry Keegan's going to win an Oscar, so you know. Yeah, I mean, not this year necessarily, but he's 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 a star. So yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, I I I think especially. Um, you do, I, I do wonder how well that has been received internally, given that they cut the Joker's big scene. Um, mm. I wonder whether that this would be your opportunity to do a three Jokers thing. That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway, so that was uh, that was last year's uh, movies ranked. So uh, you know, we're, we're broad consensus. If a, if a little bit of a little bit of disagreement along the way, um, let's talk about the Disney Plus series. Um, so again, we thought we were getting seven at the start of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost Ironheart, maybe that we were predicting for this year, and What If season two. Uh, which were just, you know, dates were confirmed back then. Um, so what we ended up getting was Werewolf by Night, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. And that actually, James, is the order that you predicted you were going to enjoy them this mm. year. Uh, Werewolf by Night ended up seventh on both our lists in terms of anticipation because uh, I'd forgotten it was coming out and hadn't put it on the, uh, the document. <laughs> Um, and then you had to remind me mid podcast. Um, so uh, we're going to go. We're going to go five down to one here. Um, same order. Reese, what was your fifth most enjoyable uh, Disney Plus show this year? It's another poopy one. It's She Hulk. Oh wow! <laughs> so Jay- <laughs> Reese has She Hulk down at five. Uh, James, what's your number five? Moon Knight. Wow. Okay. Um, my number five, by virtue of still having not seen it, is Werewolf by Night. Oh, come on. <laughs> so I will get around to it eventually. Uh, number four for, uh, as my daughter calls him, Uncle Reesey Pants. The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. James, number four. Ms. Marvel. Okay. <gasps> wow. You absolutely get in the bin. <laughs> in the bin for that no oh my goodness gracious me oh, we've, got, we've got a lot more variants on this list <laughs> my number four is uh the guardians of the galaxy holiday special uh so oh. no consensus as of yet number three reese moonlight guardians of the galaxy holiday special right we can talk about something we've all so so all the way up at three for James. I I sense this might be more about your dislike for the other two rather than your like for this. But um, tell us what how did how did the Guardians Holiday Special scale the heights of number three? I, the thing is, right when Marvel announced they were doing TV shows, this is the sort of thing I expected, which is the Bad. full cast of the movie broadly <laughs> on on the sets from the movie doing. Uh, smaller story that wouldn't necessarily be right for a film okay 
And unlike you guys, I really enjoyed the kind of Mantis Drax combo. Um, so I think that goes a long way to making me enjoy it as well. But I I watched this twice and had a had a good time both you watched times. Watched it like, twice. Yeah, just because I watched it so so far before Christmas, I thought I'll oh, stick it on again. And yeah, I liked it. I liked it wow. both times. Twice. <laughs> God, Reese, you watched it twice. No, I mean I didn't really watch it once. Even it was on, and I was looking at the screen the whole time, <laughs> and I was listening to the sounds. But I don't feel like I watched it. If that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe if you'd paid attention, you would have I mean, enjoyed this- it more. Okay, listen, get out of my goddamn life. Um, <laughs> I would say, I think weird, I, in my head, I would go, oh, this year, good year for TV, bad year for movies, um, you know, for superhero shit. But actually making these lists, I'm realizing that the, the t- this TV, I mean, these are such stinky TV for me that, you know, so actually the, the, the well, I've got, Sa- I've got Sandman in here higher up. Well, I know we're not doing Sandman, but that was good. But I mean, yeah, two through five are all sort of crap, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, my number one, I kind of loved, but the others, I just think this was a this was a, a year that where we learned that Disney Plus MCU is has failed, uh, and uh, and it's, next year's going to have to be a real swoop around. But yeah, but you know, I get yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy, it, it kind of was exactly what I thought it was going to be, um, and it's and it's dipped my anticipation for the for the actual third movie, and it's just it's that laziness, you know, it's that. It's just that whiff of it's just that first draft smell. Yeah, I, um, that's that's. Uh, it felt when you say James like story on the set of the set from the movie. It was like, yeah, one location green screen, and then hijinks with <laughs> with with tracks and mantis and Kevin Bacon. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm. I, that that bit was the whiff for me. The the stuff that actually worked was the brief interactions between Mantis and Peter. I actually thought that Chris Pratt was one of the better things about this special. Uh, I, I didn't like the music. The animation was the the so music and bad. the animation. I I think are the things that drag it down for me. But yeah, yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine ever rewatching this. Uh, it just felt that just. If- so, so for me, so disposable in in a way that I I, I feel is dangerous for the MCU. Like, <laughs> wow, that, well, well, because this, this felt dangerous to me. It's the same. No, I mean, well, because because the MCU, like, it's for so long, it's felt like I kind of do need to watch everything, and yeah, yeah. and like you know, you watch something like this and you go, maybe I don't. Yes, yes. Once that and once that bubble is popped. It it doesn't get it doesn't get it, it's it doesn't get rebuilt. You know, I remember whole, that with the Guardians Holiday Special is the reason I haven't got around to Werewolf by Night yet. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, it's and it, uh, James, I don't you know it's it's what they say about comic books too, right? That when you know you have there are buyers that buy the whole line, mm-hmm. and, and then the, and then a line grows if it's a new line, and then they and then there are crossovers that get popped into it, and then that reader stays and stays and stays. But there's that point where they go well. You know that feel that's the fourth stringer book spin off of this crossover. I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. And then the, the reality of I need to consume all of this is gone. Yeah. When, once you can't keep up with all of it, you feel like, oh, maybe I don't need to keep up with any of it. That definitely happens in comics. Yeah, and I think uh, to Joe's point, yes, it's it's 
it's I mean for lots of and, and that because also what's interesting is that's us saying that you know I there will be tons of people who well who who never really connected with it but I think there'll be people who post the you know post the the Infinity Saga um, you know that 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 stayed for a bit but but it, they are you know they are disconnecting when it's with crap like this. I just on that point, I think we're quite rare in being Marvel completists. Like there are shitloads of people who don't go to every movie. And I think the people who didn't watch this will mostly be the people who don't even know that it exists. Like, I I don't think anyone's skipping it because they think it's throwaway. And I don't think they're going to be substantially more disappointed with this than say Thor. If they yeah, did no, watch I, it. I, I wasn't more disappointed with it than I was by Thor. That's true. Um, I don't know. It just it just feels so disposable. It feels like a piece of content. Um, and and you know when in the past defending this kind of stuff from being labelled content rather than you know <laughs> actual, actual, we had this exact discussion on the podcast last year. <laughs> actual worth actually worthy of discussion. Uh, but yeah, this felt like mm-hmm. content. Um, okay, so that was mine and Reese's number four. No, James, James, it was your number three, was it? Yeah. Okay, so my number three is uh, Moon Knight. Have we all done Moon Knight? Yeah, that was my least favorite. My number three. My number three. Reese's number three. James is number six. Okay, here is why it's my number three. Stephen. And also, Eddie, you're a loser, Eddie. Let's let's go. Let's go and raid some tombs, Eddie. (laughs) You know, those were two things that I at least. I think with Moon Knight, I I was on my toes with every episode. With as with I think a lot of these shows that we're going to discuss in the next in the next few spots. Um, the the variance of quality in episodes was was huge. I thought, um, but there the was one episode in here that was the most dull in terminal episode, in terminal episode <laughs> of the of the entire. The thing. fact that I don't know which one you're even talking yeah, about. The one, the one where they're going through the pyramid. There, See, where... for me, the worst episode of this is the one where he's in the dream asylum. Like episode five, is it? Uh, no, stuff was fun because you didn't you didn't know what was going on. Uh, I, I, yeah, how was that any different from what the other five episodes? And you had scenes of, with him chatting to Ethan Hawke, and then you're actually getting some, you know, some two good actors working together, and yeah, you know, yeah. you're you're delving yeah. delving into some of the characters' backstory. Um, <laughs> Not I, interested. Not interested. The, 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 there were there were moments in Moon Knight that I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed what I like. I actually. I can't. I, I can't remember what my take was going in on that accent, and whether it was good or not. And ultimately, I'm still not sure whether he hit what he was going for. Which was what? What did he say? It was like Russell Kane meets. <laughs> he dropped some really weird references. Yeah, some he? very obscure names, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I I just think Stephen as a character worked. And out of all of these shows, like if it, like if there was one element out of all of these shows that I would be happy to return to, it's Stephen. <laughs> and I know that's mad, but I really did enjoy him, and I enjoyed 
I enjoyed the Conchu voice so much. I think I enjoyed recording the Moon Knight episodes of this podcast more because <laughs> of that. Um, and yeah, so it, it's it's number three for me. Um, not not by a huge margin behind the behind the top two, um, but there were there was there was some real bad in there. Even if I did get to spend some time with Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. I, I just think moment to moment, Moon Knight was more dull than anything else I've, you know, seen or watched this entire year. Anything? I mean, it was like if Morbius was double the length. Oh, it's better than Morbius. <laughs> the, the performance is better than Morbius, but the story and, you know, the actual moment to moment experience of it is just dull. Dull yeah, and confusing. I, I'd take Morbius over Moon Knight season one. Yes, oh. I <laughs> I thought it, and it's yeah. For me, it's a, it's just a, it's a such disappointment. You know, if what if if I'd have, if we were doing the you know anticipation ranks last year, this would definitely. I think this would have been number one for me easily. It was number. Got, it was number three for okay. James and I. Okay, because I think you've got you know you've got a, one of my favourite working actors really in Oscar Isaac. I mean, ever since like Lewin Davis and the most fun year. I remember. I think those came out maybe within the same year, eighteen months. So I just thought oh, this this guy is so compelling. Um, and so, and you have him. He's not, you know, he's not done much TV, right? Not really. He's not done, done the, a superhero like movie. HBO stuff, hasn't it? When he when he has done it, yeah. And and Moon Knight is an interesting character. And you've got the parallel live stuff. You've got the the, the Egyptian milieu that you know. It felt like, oh, this could be a, this an interesting pocket of the of the universe as well. Um, and then it's and then it's just another. It's just a bit of a whiff again. You know, it's it's. It felt like this, you know, this is one of those, this should have been a movie. It should have been a movie. Or it should have been... Yeah. You know, I, think, I think an Oscar Isaac Moon Knight movie would have been so much better than this was. Yeah. It, it, there just wasn't the story there, you know, and, and and I can't remember the name of the actress, but, you know, the, the sort of second lead, you know, more, more so than Ethan Hawke, she had more screen time. You know, I just thought that that, that felt like you know you just wanted somebody better in that in that part. You just wanted someone who had a bit more of that X factor that, that Ethan Hawke um, and Oscar Isaac had. You wanted more of that conflict between Isaac and Hawke, you know. And it was so by the end, it was so obfuscated through various gods and bodies, and you know, you you, you just just one of those two great actors to just go at each other, and you, you saw you know you barely got that. Um, you know, and then I think I almost thought the worst part of it was the ending because, you know, there was maybe some version of this where you went out with a bang and, you know, you, you, you killed the characters off or you did something provocative. And actually to get that, you know, and you resolve that kind of question of who's, who's the third guy in this. And then to get that as the mid credits or the final scene kind of cliffhanger thing, take, taking you into a second season felt like such such a kick in the nuts. You know, it felt like, oh, we've, you know, th- th- this, 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 you know, the, you're, you're keeping something interesting from a from a non-interesting show to make me watch the second one, and actually, it's just going to make me think less of this one, and pro- probably not watch the second one. Um, just yeah, a real a, a big that this was my biggest yeah expect did my biggest disappointment um, probably of all the the movies and the shows maybe yeah maybe. Wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> Moon Knight, uh, so peaks at number three for us. Uh, Reese, what's your number two? Um, Werewolf by Night. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, marketers. Want a matchmaker to set you up with your perfect audience? Well, look no further. Get intimate right away with host red sponsorships with Acast. Use Acast's self-serve ad platform to search and partner up with a podcaster or two from our network of more than 100,000 shows. Have them sing your praises in their own words. And get their listeners ready to be wooed into loyal customers. It's the ultimate loving endorsement. Book host-read sponsorships with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. Um, James, number two? She-Hulk. My number two is She-Hulk as well. So let's talk about She-Hulk. Um, so you've got you've got you've both got this wrong, and James, you've also got your bottom of the list extremely wrong. <laughs> extremely well, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that. Um, okay. She-Hulk at number two for me uh, again. Like I, 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 for me, there's not much between my number two and number one, which are the you know your your two number ones, um, and I, I think. You know, She-Hulk had some really bad episodes. I was convinced it was garbage halfway through. Um, I think the the back stretch of episodes did more than enough to win me round. Again, I think the Tatiana Maslany performance, certainly in Gen form, was one of the one of the most enjoyable things in the MCU this mm-hmm. year. Um, the, the, the Daredevil chemistry was off the chain. That was great. Uh, there was some. There were some really good one-line gags in there. Um, it was half an hour long, which is good. Mm-hmm. It, had, it had Madison, which is good. Um, yeah, there was there were some there were some really rough patches. Um, I'm not going to because I don't have the time. But I wonder if I did go back and revisit that first four or five episodes that I'd look back at them more favorably given the last couple even if i don't think it fully stuck the landing i thought there was there was more in the idea than there was in the execution of the finale but you know in terms of at least this finale is doing something different i thought it was more successful than loki which tried to do the same thing and and kind of did i i thought kind of missed missed a lot more than she hulk did so I I agree with a lot of that in that I think, especially early on, I was worried that it was just incompetent. And by the end of it, I'd sort of think, sort of came around to maybe it's not a sitcom. And if I stop thinking of it like a sitcom and just think of it as a sort of funny drama, then it works a lot better for me. Because Reese and I had a lot of complaints early on about how they were trying to use the sitcom structure, but not not like setting up setting up a cast or a premise or using those things um so once i shed those expectations i found myself enjoying it a lot more i still do find that frustrating that it that it never figured out yeah who, if it, who if it had really important cast was yeah 
if it had really gone in hard on being like a kind of 30 Rock Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt sitcom sitcom. But even just a, a functioning TV show, right? That like It felt more like a TV show than most of these things, because well, most of them feel like movies that haven't got the budget to be a movie, whereas this felt like TV to me. That scene at the end of the show where they're all sat around the table, Fast and Furious style, and you're like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they on the show? <laughs> yeah, I, I think its quality varied a lot, even within episodes. And that's why I couldn't put it top, even though I enjoyed Tatiana Maslany a lot and I enjoyed all the cameos and I enjoyed, you know, the general tone of it. Massively enjoyed all the Daredevil stuff, but uh, even all that can't, can't elevate it to the top for me. Okay, so... Um... Failure, proper failure <laughs> across the board. <laughs> Because it, 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 when you said it didn't function, someone said it doesn't function as a TV show. Yeah, yes, I agree, and that's it. It just it it was, it was so incompetent for me throughout. It was a I felt I, 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 I to me it felt like it was continuing to try to be a sitcom for every episode, and had just had did not have the bones of what of what sitcom storytelling is. You know, some of this stuff we talked about it loads on our podcast, um, James. Some of the it's like sort of it's. It's quite um, formulaic, you know that, and that just is sitcom storytelling. It is formulaic. You need, yeah, you need amount of characters, a plot, b plot. And I'm not. I know that you know some listeners might go, well, that's. Um, I don't want to see that. You know, that sounds boring, or, or that's that's not. You know, that's that's not what I want. <laughs> um, but but it felt like the show was trying to be that and completely failing every single episode to be that, except for the finale, which felt like it could just say. Oh well, here's why the show was crap because it, uh, and we knew the whole time, guys. We knew the whole time. The, the thing is, uh, though, like, and so it almost it rubbed it in your eye more. Like, it rubbed a viewer like me who thought it was crap for the finale to go, ha ha ha. No, but the it, but us being crap was it was part of the move, though. It was the move was to be crap. Ha ha ha. Crap. crap. I, I don't think it was necessarily it's okay to be crap. I think yeah. they had just anticipated some of the complaints, which, in fairness, they did. Um. I still think they made the show they wanted to. And I still think that the reason they didn't like, they definitely didn't want to stick to a formula. Although I think they should have because, you know, sitcom formula exists for a reason. Like I I definitely agree that it was a mistake to not be formulaic and I can't praise it for that. Well, no, but what I'm saying is they were trying, they, they were trying to do the formula, but without doing any of the work for that. Um, if it was, yeah, if it if it set more of sort of a formula in the early episodes and then made more of a an effort to break it, well, then that that's interesting. But it it, it continued to come back to a formula it, it hadn't it hadn't created. Yeah, that's uh, fair. It. It's fair. It's fair. Do you know what? I, 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 <laughs> just during this discussion, I think I'd rather go go back and rewatch She Hulk than any of these other shows. <laughs> I'm, I'm bumping uh, it. I'm bumping it up to number one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> number one for She-Hulk. <laughs> no, absolute scum. You are. You are. Shit. You are. I hope you get. Uh, so it's what makes you mad all the time. Makes you angry and really cross. So what was going to be my number one is now my number two. Uh, no, we're going back in time. No, no, I'm going to do a She-Hulk finale esque. I'm smashing the fourth wall. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I'm cutting in. I'm jumping out of the box on uh, on your overcast player, and I'm slipping down and I'm pressing the back ten seconds button a few times. <laughs> um, what was your number one race? <laughs> it was Ms. Marvel. That's my, my new number two. <laughs> Um, Okay, so where do we start? Do we start with why Reese loves it so much or why James hates it so much? (laughs) I don't hate it. I just... You had had it dead bottom. Did I have it dead bottom? Uh, No, it was second from bottom. Thank you very much. Okay, sorry. What was it above? Above Moonlight. Oh, I guess we should have talked about Werewolf by Night as well, shouldn't we? No, well, we'll do that next because that's. Oh, is that top. your number one? Oh yeah. shit! Oh wow. Okay, um, that is insane. Okay. <laughs> well, so so, Reese, <laughs> tell us why you love Ms. Marvel so much. Because um, super, we like super. Do you guys, do you guys like superheroes? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. They're okay. I like superheroes too a whole lot. And um, I like their origin stories. They're good. Uh, we've seen a lot of them. And so they can be uh, boring and not as good. Um, but when they're done well, they they sing. You know, they can really sing. And I think this is a wonderfully done superhero origin story within, you know, within a well-trodden genre of those, within an MCU that's done that many, many times. Uh, in a in a Disney Plus TV show landscape, which is just a lot of a lot of poop, a lot of poopy poop, smelly stuff that's bad, um, and you just uh, this just had that combination of you know an excellent first episode that really got me on board. This you know the the um, I can't remember the, what's the it's the it's the it's the Batgirl guys right directed the first episode. Anyway, you know, it, had, it was it was it was a very excitingly directed episode that set a sort of set a style. Um, you then had, you know, a and you know a well. It was. I remember old, it now. It was the one they spent the budget on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, then you had a well-told origin story with a really lovely set of supporting characters. Um, you, um, and, and a, you oh, know, so, and, a, and and Reese, tell me about these supporting characters. Where do they go throughout <laughs> the season? And I mean, literally, where do they go? Why, yeah, why, he's, there's that guy, there right? Anymore? There's that guy, and then they they set up the school and the family, and then they go away oh. for two and a half episodes where they don't oh, I, don't I, appear I really, again. I really like Ms. Marvel, right? And I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm poking fun here, Reese, uh, because it, it is a, like I do. It was a toss up. I like She Hulk and I like Ms. Marvel. Ultimately, I kind of liked Ms. Marvel kind of fairly evenly throughout the course of the season. And I liked She Hulk more at its highs and, and less at its lows, um, but I, yeah, it, it is. It still seems wild to me that you know the promise of those first two two and a half episodes, and then you go like, and now we're going to spend two and a half episodes with characters you don't even like and a bunch <laughs> of replacement cast members. Uh, but it, it's not. It's not even that the Pakistan stuff is bad because I don't think it is. Um, it it just it, the, the structure seems so odd to me that we go to. I think it's Karachi, right? And that, and that, just we don't even, you know, have friends at home. Um, what's his name? Hugo. Um, Hugo. It's Bruno. Isn't right? that from Battle Angel? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's that was the gag that I was <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> reaching for. Uh, no one has been more Hugo since Hugo than Bruno. Um, the, the best friend, the dad, even the brother, the love interest. Like they're all they're all gone. And we then pause for an episode to do a flashback that 
she isn't in. And I, I completely, I kind of get the ambition of wanting, you know, of what the what the show was trying to do and what it was trying to show us. And it and it clearly, you know, it had that partition storyline in it that it wanted to tell that story. And I completely understand the impetus of wanting to tell that story. Just really curious that that you know that structurally how they did it i thought was was odd although it did lend itself more to episodic television because each episode felt like it had you know a thing that it was doing and it didn't it didn't feel like i'm sure ms marvel could be a movie this this story they told in season 1 couldn't have just been a movie and for me, the thing that's gone unmentioned, which is the the secret source of the show, is um, is Iman Vanali, Vellani as as Kamala Khan. Yes, she's. Great. I think that is that is a star making performance, and we'll you know we'll see if we'll see if her career you know goes in a kind of direction. But uh, yeah, I you know for me she it's she carries you throughout. She carried me uh, in her big purple arms throughout the throughout all the episodes, and and that's what connects that's what connects the disparate pieces of, of the show is that she's giving a very, you know, a very a consistent performance throughout those episodes across a big spectrum of the story, um, telling a, 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 a you know, a, a, a single arc for that character. Um, and all the rest of it is swirling around her. So even though I liked all the supporting characters, yes, more so the ones in Jersey that you start with, you come back to at the end and less so the Karachi characters, but I just found her so compelling that um, I was with that. I was with the character for for all of it. Um, Another pushback on it being because again, I liked it. I don't think I thought it was you know quite the level you did. Um, Both sets of villains are crap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, the the, clandestine um, were tedious. The clandestine and, and damage control. Yeah, damage control. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, fair. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, but it felt like the the real villain or the antagonist is her. It's her coming to terms with her family history. Oh, and- yeah, New, York's, <laughs> New York's the main character in the movie. <laughs> yeah, eat my dick. Eat my dick. <laughs> I loved it. It, it for me. I I, te- I take it over the Batman as my number two superhero thing of the year uh, under Black Panther. Yes, I would. Yeah, mm. loved it. Strong praise. I'm finding it hard to separate to, to separate the movie and TV stuff, but I do. Yeah, I like She Hulk and Ms. Marvel. You know, I think uh, a chunk better than I liked the other stuff. And yeah, I think I've still got. I, I would have them around the like three and a half E star range. Five stars. <laughs> um, okay, James, you're number one. Um, it's crazy, uh, James. This is how is this crazy? You've been smoking that werewolf weed. Werewolf man. by night, right? <laughs> a one, a one-off story <laughs> with some fun surprises. You've been hanging out with the man thing too much. Intra- You've been interesting, too much interesting tone. Like good. Uh, I want to say Whedon-esque writing. It's not quite uh, Whedon-esque because you know, no, no one gets threatened or abused during the course of it, but. <sighs> I just thought for something that I had zero expectations of, Michael Giacchino clearly came out and went, I am going to make as big a splash with this as possible. I just thought it was great fun. 
Reese, why, 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 why are you so like? If Ms. Marvel wasn't in, wasn't available for selection, would you be as as outraged by this being number one? Where was it for you? No, it was number two. No, no. I, I liked it. Oh. Okay, so you really, you really liked it. <laughs> well, I think to be fair, like of the of the how many we did, we done uh, five, right? I mean, I, I put like werewolf at to she hulk the sort of numbers i've said this already numbers two through five all a bit of um you know uh, kind of within a hair of each other and you know fairly poor i'd put sandman i've already said it but sandman truly is my number two which is another a really good show that i like that's my number two um but yes werewolf by by night is sort of by just by by proxy my number two i mean yes i liked it um but a a bit contenty a bit contenty for me it's the only thing on of, of Disney's Marvel stuff, which is flawless, <laughs> like it's it's not you know it's not reaching for the same highs that Miss Marvel does in terms of you know trying to convey big ideas and important themes and stuff. But you know, if if you go okay, do us a kind of schlocky th- uh, you know Universal monster throwback horror thing in black and white. And just make it fun for modern audiences. That's exactly what this is, and it gets every second right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna because Joe hasn't seen it. I'm I'm the dissenting voice, but it's my number <laughs> two. I found it diverting. I could, you know, I could see myself watching it again if they announced sort of man thing, you know, a man thing like trilogy. I'd be like, yeah, I'll yeah, I'm well for nighting another watch. It's man thing a I'm big like, part of it. He's a big guy. He's a big green guy. <laughs> He's massive. Yeah, he's a physical role. Yeah, it's just it's just what I've heard. Like a, like that when people talk about the show, I feel like that's it, most because it most was a surprise. That's why. Like yeah. Man Thing is a fairly big Marvel character who we didn't know was in it until you actually watch it, and when he shows up, it's a fun surprise. Like that's, that's why funny. that's why people mention it. I need to just slow us down one second and just have James. So to quote James, Man Thing is a fairly big Marvel character. I just I'm just gonna I want I do wish to push. <laughs> Go on, a smidge. Well, he's just not. Whose who's comic did Howard the Duck first appear in? Howard the Duck is not a fairly big Marvel. Well, character. Who was the first Marvel character to have a cinematic movie? That okay? You just you're <laughs> measuring this. Listen, the reason Joe that people talk about Man Thing is because Man Thing's awesome and he's in this and he doesn't say anything and he burns people when he touches them and that's his that's his power. He has one power. If you if you are freaked out by him and he touches you. You burn up. That's it. And he's a big green guy. He's cool. He's really cool. He's my best friend. But how big is he? Massive. He's a bad. He's huge. I mean, he's like, probably, I mean, in in Marvel, he's probably as big as the Hulk. He's probably about as big as the Hulk. Is it? He's, what what know, list is he on? Is he on the A list, the B list, the C list, uh, C or D? Reese, he, he's on uh, the same uh, list as Moon Knight. I tell you that much. Well, absolute horseshit. He's at three. Long moon night. <laughs> he's, on same, he's on the same list as Steven is. I'd put him on the Steven list. Oh, it's really fun when you get to be on this podcast and people are arguing about something you haven't seen. I might just do that next year. Can I stop watching it and just hear you guys duke it out? <laughs> We're not arguing. I liked it as well. I don't know, I don't know what to say. I got to see a banal as the Wolf by Night was cool when he transforms and fights. That looks good. I liked Elsa Bloodstone as Laura Connolly. I think that she's fun. Um, the, what's her face from the thing being the villain and doing some scenery chewing was cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was diverting. It was fun. Okay. 
James, you had expected to like them in the order of uh, Guardians, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. I had expected to like them in the order of Guardians, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. Um, and I'm still not sure out of those top two which way around I did enjoy <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to tag on the end of this. None of these are better than either Sandman or Wednesday, both of which are excellent. Netflix really smashed it this year. Thought we talked about this, you know. And they cancelled eighteen ninety nine, which is good. Can't on them. be horny on Maine. You can't be horny on Maine. I'm not stick. horny. I'm not horny for for talk about um, most of Sandman. We can't. Okay. It's too dangerous, <laughs> Jeff. <Yeah. laughs> Daniel Ortega is twenty one, so <laughs> don't don't send any. <laughs> don't send anyone round. <laughs> this show was filmed six years ago. It's <laughs> the confidence of a man who's Googled it. <laughs> hey, Siri, uh, yeah, just ask for a friend. Oh, is Jenny Ortega? For a friend. For a friend. <laughs> okay, um, so what I thought we would do is blast through our copies categories and see if we can get any consensus on uh, on some of these on some of these awards that we normally do because you know basically that is the stuff that we've covered obviously you can you can bring in sandman i don't i don't do you want wednesday to be eligible james it doesn't feel like it should be eligible it feels mm, like um, it's based on a comic but also yeah. i'm i'm fine leaving well, right, mind you i guess we 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 had the Adams Family movie. We did. Out. We did cover the Adams Family. Yeah. Look, I'll let I'll let you keep it in. None of us. Nice. Uh, the, uh, Reese, have you watched it? No, no. So we're not going to be joining you in votes. So you can mention <laughs> it. <laughs> I've seen the dance. I've, if, do we have? Is there an award for best best TikTok dance? Because I think I know what I'd vote for on that. <laughs> and it's my man thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so best TV show. So what? I think it. I think based on our like agreement. What what ended up closest? So does it end up being Werewolf by Night? Just because I haven't seen it, and you two, you two had best, it quite no, high. Best TV show has to be Sandman. No, it has to be. I, does I it? Totally agree. Okay. Yeah. I, I, even though I put that under Ms. Marvel for my own list, I think that the yeah, I'm totally, I'm absolutely fine with that. Has it been? Has, it's, it's still not being renewed, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they have renewed. They renewed, they renewed for more. They renewed more episodes, but they didn't call it season two. Right, people are pissed. <laughs> okay, um, do do a quick like two minutes on why the Sandman's so good. Ambitious, varied, uh, massive cast, all great. Um, some like just for a kind of look at the entire form of television, you get serial episodes, you get standalone stuff, you get period pieces, you get CGI. Yeah, animation, like it's all in there and everyone in it with a, maybe the exception of Stephen Fry is giving a fantastic performance. Who's Stephen it, Fry? It's just translated a very difficult comic so perfectly. And Who's Stephen Fry, James? Stephen Fry is, he used to present QI. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Who does he play? Is that yes. what you're asking? <laughs> He plays Fiddler's Green. Oh, I don't know who that is. Do you feel more enlightened now? Yeah, that's what I knew was going to happen. Well, I read the, what I, do you think he used to say? Do you think he plays the Sandman? Like, what Sandman characters do you even know? I read the first volume. Okay, well, what? name another character from the first volume. Um, the, the, the creepy guy who kills people in the diner. The Corinthian. Uh, that, that episode, the Lucifer. diner episode, Lucifer. is great. 
He's Lucifer is uh, Gwendolyn Christie, who Death. I'm sure you would love. Yeah, see, I, know, I know loads of characters. Yeah. I just don't know this fiddling green. Go, Fiddler's green. Go and watch it. Come <laughs> back. Like, come back when you've seen it. What volumes? Green, he what volumes he in? In the uh... like, put the volume high when he's talking. Put the volume real down. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you two, it's quite volume, volume two or three, I think. Uh, okay, I'll get to it eventually. Okay, so that is our best TV show. Uh, James, yeah, well, you reckon that in this list? There is a Howard T. Duck Award for Best Bad, bad Film. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it because we also need to decide on Worst Film. And I think there is one movie that is confidently the worst film. I, I can't think of any of these bad ones that I also had a good time watching. Uh, so I'd have given it to Black Adam. Just, I'd have given it to Morbius? I, I didn't Wait, have a good one? time watching for Morbius. Best, for, best, for Best Bad Film. Best. Hey, I gave the same rating as the Batman on Letterboxd. You reminded me of that, Joe. Jesus Christ. Be- best bad film for me is Black Adam, just because I spent the entire film cackling at how, just how stupid it was. And uh, I'm, happy go, I'm happy to go with, with James on that, so I'm happy with that choice also. I think and also the, I, I the think JSA insane, as well. The JSA is an entire team of Howard the Ducks. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan absolutely mugging for the camera the entire damn time. It's a great, great performance. I feel like I need totally to insane. stand up for the legacy of my boy Howard here. <laughs> um, but, okay, Black Adam is the Howard T. Duck Award uh, winner this year. But worst film is Morbius, right? Are we, are we agreed? I'm sort of convinced by Reese's Love and Thunder, but no, I think, I think Morbius. I think Morbius. Love and Thunder at least tells a competent story. Does it? Oh, Thor! Love and Thunder made me. Made oh, he me did. He did. The, he did the. Uh, he did the Thor theme on Thor. That's cruel. Is it though? <laughs> he, can we not? Thor was. It was so disappointing. I mean, more, everyone thought Morbius was going to be crap, and it was. People thought Thor. Some, you know, people were excited for that movie. It was going to be the Gore movie. It was going to be the Jane Foster movie. It was Taika's follow up to Ragnarok. It was. You know, it, it should have been good, and it was so bad. And it wasn't. It maybe wasn't as bad as Morbius, even though I liked Morbius. I get the same reviews as Batman. I talked, um, but no, it just was so crushingly. Dis- Unless there's a, is there an award for most disappointing? No. I, this is the thing. I think Reese Reese makes such a passionate and correct assessment. And it, of that it movie. is my it is my least favorite MCU movie. I'm, I I don't have it like a huge amount ahead of Morbius. I would be happy to sign off on it as worst film. Yeah, me too. Okay, so our worst worst film is Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, okay. our, our next category is best casting slash best debut. Um, oh, come the on, Batman, the Batman. No, oh. best. Ali as Ms. Marvel, best casting. The ensemble in in the Batman is unimpeachable. Oh, I, I, I think there's that middle hour which is all about the ensemble that. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm not. I, I mean, I love. I really, really like the movie. But for me, it's a vibes. It's a vibes movie. It's not so. You know, the yeah. sort of. I, I, I'm. I'm with Reese on this. I like a lot of the. I like a lot. A lot of the individual pieces. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't think. I think there's a. I think there's a solid few of those characters in there that aren't aren't going to persist. For me, scanning down this list, I think the casting. I, I think uh, you could make a case for Tatiana Maslany, but I, I could see that that's... I, I think I would have Iman Vellani ahead of her. Um, 
Make a case for Namor. Yeah, I was going to say it's Tenochtitlan, right? Is the is the is the Black Panther one? Um, yeah, I, looking down the list, I can't really see anyone else that that is standing out there. So, but I, so I I think I'd be willing to co-sign on Iman Vellani just because, yeah, she did feel like an out of the box slam dunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Also, the the supporting cast, her family, are really good as well. I, yeah, I, re- I I really liked the broadly really liked the supporting cast of um, of Ms. Marvel. Although I think one of them. Might yeah, I'm a re- I'm a Red Dagger stan. I got my Red Dagger tattoo last <laughs> week. Do you guys see a Red Dagger tattoo? <laughs> it's a Red Dagger. Who'd have thought? Um, best song slash best score. Best music. That's my vote. Were there, <laughs> are there any songs in the movies this year? Yes. <laughs> Moon in the way. That one from Guardians of the Galaxy has multiple songs. Oh, it. God, yeah. No, none of them. I think it's the Batman at times two. Score and Batman song. score. Yeah, def- oh, yeah. definitely. Okay, so best best song slash best music uh, goes to uh, goes to the Batman. Uh, best new film. What 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 were we arguing over? I think it's the Batman, and this just it? becomes best film this year because we yeah. we, we, did, we didn't cover anything old. So well, we did we did cover Punisher Warzone and Barbara left slash Barbara. Okay, so <laughs> it's Barbara. Is Unless... Barbara better than the Batman? Is the question I have to answer. That's a real. That's a real good question. <laughs> both five star what... movies, as far as I'm concerned. Though. I it's think time been... has been kinder to Barbarella than it will be to the Batman. Again, if I was gonna rewatch one of them right now, I think I would rewatch Barbarella. <laughs> no, come on. So, do we give best new films to the Batman and best films? <laughs> no, yes, best, best yeah. films. To I'm Barbarella. happy with that. I love Barbarella. Yeah. No. Race. <laughs> it's a classic for a reason. <sighs> I, I did. I I didn't like Barbarella that much when we did the show. But if you guys really did, then I like Barbarella. I feel like I've won quite a lot of these arguments we've had so far on this. So I'm happy. <laughs> that's, okay. that's an absolute crazy decision. A, a crazy decision. It's Listen. it's fairly damning that every year we give best movie to something which is not very superhero-y. We're like, yeah, yeah no, but- Matrix, Ghost World. <laughs> We should do a we should do a film for, we should do like a night at the Prince Charles, which is the cinematic universe. <laughs> the best film. superhero films. Oh, yeah. The Matrix and Barbarella. Huh. Okay. Mm, okay. Interesting. Uh, we had that, <laughs> we had the classic year where we were arguing between um, Infinity War, Black Panther, and um, Into the Spider Verse. Which you know, <laughs> In Infinity War win? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> animals um <laughs> okay uh best costume Can anyone have a good costume um yeah i've got one sure as hell ain't she hulk it sure as hell is man thing <laughs> costume. it's a good costume james it's a me i mean man thing's design is good i'm not sure it counts as a costume actually do we, do, uh, is it i mean is this just one that you don't overthink like Looking at all these projects here, the the Black Panther costumes are still really, really good, and the Namor costume is cool, and the different looks that they have throughout that movie, the funeral stuff, um, 
like. Yeah, but is it best single costume or is it best costuming? It can be. It can be either. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Well. Okay. Well, if it, the latter, yes, I think Black Panther. The former, I really do think it's man thing. <laughs> I really do think that's my opinion. Is, there, is, it a, is it a physical costume or is it? There, I don't think there's a physical performance in that. <laughs> I think it's full it's- CGI. Computer, it's a computer design, and it looks cool. He's a big green guy. He's got red eyes. It blurs the lines, doesn't it? Because most of those costumes seem to be CGI now, anyway, right? Moon Knight looked cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight's suit version. What the Mister Knight one? Yeah, Mister Knight. Mm. I think that would be my favorite. And I mean, and Moon Knight is cool. Yeah, I think Moon Knight gets it for me. Okay, I would go yeah. Black Panther. So, Reese, you can cast the deciding vote. Uh, well, well Ms. Marvel, the Joker... there is Ms. Marvel as well, I guess. I don't, she no, doesn't not, get I... her proper costume and soul. No, yeah, I think Joe. If if the if the if the the award is best costume, it's Moon Knight. If the award is best costuming, it's Black Panther. So you tell you tell me what's the question? We've always done best costume before. Moon Knight, baby. Okay, Moon Knight. Uh, best couple. <laughs> Hugo and. Uh... <laughs> Or Cameron. Oh, I liked Cameron. Cameron is. What about? It's clearly Wednesday and Enid. Oh. <laughs> it's not. It could be considered a crime. What you're saying, so you just need to be careful, all right? Um, I, I didn't create the ships. That, <laughs> what about, is, that is for the fans to do. Hey, listen, Joe. Here's a here's a crazy one. What do you think of this? Is it is it Ace and Superdog? They kind of have a fun. Which one's Ace? Dynamic. The Kevin Hart, Bathound. No, is it those two? It's no, no, it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, God, it's it's Batman and, and Catwoman, Yeah, right? it is, right? I, was looking, I mean, that that is definitely no, the no, 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 it's She-Hulk and Daredevil. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah? Yep, we, did, yep. did, we, did we get there eventually? <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, how, it couldn't have been anything else. Uh, and, and it led to the Hulk smash joke, which was... <laughs> Honestly, one of the highlights. And it has upset so many people on the internet. People who should be upset. Yeah, okay. So, uh, She-Hulk and Daredevil. Actual I'm fucking just... in the MCU. Yeah, finally. Um, Not in uh... a sandpit as well, like in Eternals. <laughs> uh, best villain. Did we get any good villains this year? Matt Smith? Uh... Christian Bale. We've got I did, I did like Christian Bale as gore. Paul Dano, thought... how, how good do we think the Riddler was? No. Mm. Oh, no, it's it's Namor, isn't it? Is it Namor? Is, is anyone better than Namor, or is it uh, you could make an argument for Scarlet Witch? I wouldn't, but uh, no, I think I think Namor. Namor's the one I want to see back most. Or is it is it is it Thulis in Sandman? James? That uh, I did consider that. Right. Yeah. I I think I think even the Corinthian is as much fun. Like Sandman's too much of an ensemble. I think if. If you're going to say to me which one of these villains do you want to see back again, I'd be like, "Well, show me more of, show me more of Namor." Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I will just make a brief comment to say that Man Thing is the antagonist of Wealth, right? So <laughs> throw that in there. You know, they are sort of trying to take him down, and it's you know it, that is a major performance of the year. <laughs> no, not really. Um, Ethan Hawke. Well. We can talk. Ethan Hawke could have been in the mix, but you know that show was smelly poo. So no. <laughs> Okay, so we've gone for Namor. Yes. It's Do bad news for Black Adam, isn't it? The supervillain with his own movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. Who was the villain in the end? That that In Black Adam? Yeah. Uh, time. 
um do we need to circle back to um best couple and talk about mark and steven uh no she held can dead it's that that. (laughs) best hero steven Uh, i think i've just woken up my children I think it's Ms. for me. It's Ms. Marvel. For me, it's Ms. It's Ms. I think that's I, you know. There's a case for the. There's a case for Batman. But it's I mean, come for on. She Hulk yeah. for me. She Hulk for James. Batman. It's got to be that. It's got to be Ms. If I can't, are we sure no one else wants Stephen? He was the hero of that series. He was though. Was he? Yeah. He was more sort of swept along by it. No, 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 no. You are so in love with doing that impression. You, you just love that little impression that you have. I, I, well, I like doing Conchu more than I like doing Steven. <laughs> kind of a big yeah, deal. but your Conchu is just your Venom. <laughs> what? <laughs> doing Venom. No, no, that any similarities are pure. <laughs> I don't sound like Venom, Eddie. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying Eddie. Yeah, why does he uh, keep calling him Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ms. Marvel. <sighs> yes! She was nice, I liked it. It's, it's a win for the incels. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, you call us incels? <laughs> children. You have to only get that by doing sex. <laughs> 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 Where is children, Reese? So I, I, I have zero children, so I mean, I yeah, you could put me in the inside pocket. Hey, but no, he's, he's got two of them. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, best screenplay. <laughs> all, Fuck. all of Sandman. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you can you can turn this into best writing if if, if the two include the TV again. So. I think... All of Sandman. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with James actually because I'm looking at the top of my movies list and the Batman is it's vibes. It's not. I don't think there's. I don't think that's a particularly interesting screenplay. And Black Panther, yeah, for me that's about emotion and it's the performances and the direction and you know, a, you know, I think it feels like a screenplay that was you know could have done with another year in the hopper. Um, but yeah, Sandman feels. Yeah, Sandman. Yeah, uh, I'm on board with that. Um, okay. Uh, I can't, I mean, I can't argue with that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that that's the Sandman for best writing, I guess. Uh, best director. You. Matt Reeves. Yeah, I, I think I would go with that. So it's a singular vision. Yeah. And, 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 and to have had a vision for Batman in fucking 2022... <laughs> Feels different and singular. I just think is so impressive. Uh, you know, it just felt like an impossible. Like a he was going to fail at that, and but it feels it feels different. You know, mm-hmm. I am vengeance and all that stuff. The you know the and I don't know if there's um I don't know if you guys there's this there's a score that's written. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. It's great. Um, I, I think a special shout out to the to those guys who did the premiere of Ms. Marvel, which was. Which was good, was well directed, was nice. Well, so I think they need them if we can give them like a true silver medal because they did have a film that they made, it got put into the bin this year. Yeah. And so something nice for the guys. That would be, yeah. that feels nice. They got, they got a runner up copy. 
But we will send something physical. For, for Adil and Bilal, we will make something for you and I will send it to your house. Please send me your yes, a, a, send me, a silver cup. Send, send you a screenplay. Buy me his mom season two. <laughs> Best supporting actress. <sighs> oh, I've, got um, I've got one for you. Her name is uh, oh, pa- Madison. Patty Guggenheim. Who does she play? She plays Madison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely the character you want to see back, right? Let's be serious. Angela Bassett. Oh, no, I was being serious. I thought she was great. But yeah, and, <laughs> Angela I'm Bassett, Joe, Zoe Kravitz. Um, who else? I, I did think Lupita Nyong'o is very good in We're Kind of Forever as well. Death in um, in Sandman, perhaps, um, James Kirby. or... Baptiste, oh, how Baptiste? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I will yeah. say as well because I, I do think this this is a supporting. It's it's, it's part supporting, part lead. I think. Um, I think Elizabeth Olsen is good. I think she does a good job with what she's asked to do in Dot Strange. I don't think it's it's maybe you know it's I it's not I, not as good because she's not got as much going on as she did in One Division, but. I don't. I don't think you can fault what she turned in based on what they gave her. She's, you know, she's genuinely. I don't ter- think she's she's elevating the material that much, though, right? No, not, I, just, I just think she's she... not owning the screen in the same way that Angela Bassett is whenever she's talking in Black Panther. I think like she's she's, she's I think doing she's okay. Very good. But... I think Angela Bassett's good as well, but yeah, I... when yeah. when Angela Bassett spoilers exits that movie, I. I was like, oh, I was hoping she was going to be the lead. Like, I didn't want that to end because I was enjoying it so much. Yeah, she was I mean, magnetic. I, I thought I genuinely would be happy with either with either Madison or Bassett. Right, I'm um, going. I'm going. Patty Guggenheim, <laughs> Angela Bassett. I, I tell you what, because I dislike She Hulk so much, it would be a bit disingenuous. And, I, and Black Panther was my favorite. At any of these things. <laughs> It would be fucking disingenuous if I said Patty Guggenheim. So yes, Angela Bassett. Yes. Coward. Uh, best <laughs> best supporting actor. Hmm. Hmm. Is it Man Thing? I'm just wondering. Uh, Matt, Matt Smith again? No, um, Matt Smith is a most acting, not a best actor. Who, who in the Batman? Oh, I'll tell you who I loved in the Batman. Peter Sarsgaard, I thought, was fantastic. He was my favourite supporting cast member in that. You are both, of course, forgetting that John Krasinski made a an iconic turn in <laughs> as I was on set for two hours on a green screen. I met. I didn't. I didn't interact with anybody. Oh, I thought you were talking about his Superman. Uh, oh, <laughs> in DC Street yeah. Pets, yes. <laughs> Uh, I was not. There is some. Um, there is some fun voice performances in there. There's um, yeah. Maron's fun. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves is Batman. He's quite fun. Pierce. Winston Duke. Is, Winston Duke is really. Uh, good Winston yeah. Duke is really good. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan I mean, in Black Adam. I no. I, I, I enjoyed Bronholm, uh, but <laughs> it, it's it's very you know it's in his sleep like i think, it, I think it's just here is this here is a serious man in a bad movie right that's that's what that's what pierce Brosnan yeah movie. here's a serious actor in a in a movie filled S- with cartoons surrounded by bad acting um yeah, yeah i think winston Duke's a very good shout who did you say after that race um 
Uh, oh, oh, David Thewlis in Sandman? Yeah, that's that's tough to beat for me. I but I'd probably. Do, I think the problem though with that is that he's he's not in. You know, he's yeah, just he's not only in, in about half of it. Um, well, that is a supporting performance. Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's like he's sort of a he's a wrong one. It doesn't feel like he's supporting. Madison was in one episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but we didn't. She didn't get the vote. <laughs> she got my vote. David uh, Tillis was really, he was really good, but also he's sort of. We know he's good. He's doing, and he's you know, is he really doing? Something particularly different. He's just really good, David Thulis. Any, yeah. Anyone, anyone else in the Batman stands? You, Totoro is really good, right? Well, Fat Farrell, you know, oh, Jeffrey Wright uh, doing doing his thing. Well, no, um, no, no fellow love for Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard's yeah. really good in that. <laughs> Underrated actor. Mm. It, uh, it's tough. It's tough. No, Charlie Cox and She-Hulk. That's that's my official choice. Oh no, no <laughs> James, come on! No, I can't, I can't pick anyone else. I can't. Well, I'll go. I'll go Winston Duke then. I'll throw. I'll throw the Dukester out. There. I'm fine with Winston Duke. Yeah, he's, he's just he's just it's just one of those performances that every single and he was great in the first one. He does add those. another note to it in this movie as well, yeah. which is fair. Every single sec, every frame of the movie he's in, he like and not sort of not saying off Poeta. Would you is he is Winston Duke your favorite? Yeah, I think he adds more to the to what to what he's given to and to the movie than 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 Namor does. I think. Yeah, uh, but I guess the, the, there's no novel. There's less novelty because um, because Namor's new. But I see. Yeah, for me, it's for me for me Winston Duke. Yes. Okay. Um... Best actress. So I guess here we've got Iman Vellani and Tatiana Maslany on the on the Disney Plus stuff. I think you could make a you could make a you could definitely make a case that Natalie Portman and um, Zoe Kravitz are leads. I think this one is between, and I think I know. I, I, I'm about to lay out in a, in a Doctor Fate style what's about to happen. We will. <laughs> You that it's between. So it's going to be derivative. That it's going to be between Letitia Wright <laughs> yeah, and Tatiana Maslany, and you two will pick Tatiana Maslany, and I will pick Letitia Wright, but she will get the pick ultimately, and I'll be okay with it because I predicted it like Doctor Fate. James, how does how's that? It sounds pretty dead on to me. Uh, the thing is, neither of you guys have seen Wednesday, so. No, don't you can't. You'll be put into a, some kind of a jail. Genuinely, there's so much going on in that performance. Like, in, from, from a fully non-horny perspective, it's a really good lead performance. Listen, if it keeps touch, if it keeps She-Hulk out of these awards, I'll go Jenny Ortega. I'm happy. With Jenna, that. Jenna Ortega. Jenna. Yeah. Okay, you know what I No, let's not. <laughs> let, no, <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm not having it. Yeah, you're. Okay. You guys are going to get me sent to jail for legitimate critical opinions. <laughs> Listen, I have legitimate critical opinions on this podcast every week, um, and I am firmly in horny jail. Uh, so, uh, it's good. It's a it's a performance that has pathos and comedy, and like she does it all while barely making an expression. It is very like. Just wait, hang hang on now. Right, re- do it. Re- do it. Letitia, Letitia Wright is. If you're in tears at the end of that movie, she, she has to be a big part of that that performance. Yeah, but it, but are you going to vote with me on that? Uh, uh, over General Taker, that I oh, come seen. on, come 
come on. And also, I just feel like we shouldn't make this official in writing with James. <laughs> you know, we should keep it off the record. That the only true don't, emotional don't moment I got trail. out. The only true emotional moment I got out of any of these movies or shows is um. There's a, a scene in Wednesday where Thing gets stabbed, and Wednesday is so sad about it that I was almost moved to tears. I think here's what I'd say. I think that as I was moved, I was moved to tears by Letitia Wright at the end of Black Panther, where kind of forever. I think she gives an incredible performance. I felt so much emotion about her on that performance. I think James feels more about General Ortega as Wednesday, and and lots of things. And so I wonder whether that does win out. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I need to appeal to James. What about Tatiana Maslany? She's really good. Iman Vellani. Yeah, she's, she's good. We're we just talking. We're just talking over Iman Vellani. They're they're both good performances, but they're you know they're Marvel performances. You don't you don't feel anything from them, right? Shit, what else have we got? What else is in there that I can? Make? I'm not. I'm not budging a general Ortega. I'm happy with General Ortega. Oh, you... I've seen the dance loads, Joe. To be fair, the, the dance is all over the TikTok, and I'm now. If, I do listen. Here's my. Here's what I will say to you guys: Go away and watch Wednesday. And next Ooh. year at the awards, if you think I'm wrong, I will rescind it. <laughs> that don't give us homework while winning. It's only this... it's eight episodes. You watched Gosh, way no. more She-Hulk than that. Yeah, for the because we pay, <laughs> we get money. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, best actor. So who's eligible? Uh, we got Jared Leto, Chris Hemsworth. You got Jared. Start with Jared Leto, do you? <laughs> we got Robert Pattinson. We got. I think I know who's this is going we to got, again. Can we I got the Rock? We got Benedict Cumberbatch. We got uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. I guess maybe we've got Dave Bautista. Uh, we've got Oscar Isaac, and that's about it. Um, uh, for me, uh, it's, it's Oscar Isaac or it's Pattinson. I, I just, I think let's not give it to our Pats now because because there's there's just going to be a lot more to that that performance. I think a lot, a lot, a lot more. And it's this is a really great you know start and uh, and a standing start because it's fucking Batman. But I, whereas, whereas I feel like season two of Moon Knight is going to be way te- way terribly worse, even. Worse. <laughs> So if we're going to give him the award for this. Let's do it now because we're, you know, we we are in for a. Stephen, but, but there's, there's going to be another performance in the next one. He's going to play the the the, the crazy one as well. What's his name? Jake, Jake Lloyd. Jake, Jake Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. He's not. He's not from... Jake Lloyd. That's that's <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. No, it's Jake. It's Jake something, isn't it? Uh, this all seems so important six months ago. You I could have told you everything about Oscar Moonlight. Isaac, he's a loser, Eddie. Yeah, I think it's him. It's Oscar um, Isaac, right? Oscar Isaac. Do we give it Oscar Isaac? It's also our Pat's. You know, he's there's just le- there's just a bit less there. He's got the mask to help. He's 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 great, but Oscar Isaac. So much more of that show is just all it's all on him. Um, and I didn't like the show very much, but. Come on. <laughs> He, he kind of he's given it his all, and actually, if, if you're Oscar Isaac doing a fucking Moonlight Disney Plus show, I think you just don't need to give a shit. But he really, he really does, and he puts he puts in the hours, um, and he yes, I think it's. For I me think it's, you can't you can't fault the effort he put into transforming himself completely for that that series. So yeah, fair. Finally, a win for Stephen, <laughs> um, and I think we've already agreed the best film is Barbarella, so we've nailed it. The only category that we have left to sort is the Hall of Fame 
which currently has in it Nick Cage, Hayley Atwell, Sam Raimi, Hugh Jackman, Michael Keaton, Laurie Petty, Stan Lee, Vincent D'Onofrio, Heath Ledger, J.K. Simmons, Marcus and McFeely, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Wesley Snipes, Chadwick Boseman, Adam West and Burt Ward, Scarlett Hansen, Tobey Maguire, and uh, we also put Seb in there as well. And we have got some... We're just going to throw out some names, right? Did you guys come up with any? I've got three. I think I think we can put like three in total, maybe? I think that feels like a... That's what we did last year. That feels like a nice number. Um, do you guys have anyone that you want to suggest? I've got a few. Oh. Is Hemsworth in there? No. I, I feel like Hemsworth's got better to come. We can't put him in after that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Unless we want to stop him making another one, which I think I don't think he was the bad thing about that movie. It's but it's but no, Batista isn't Batista isn't. It? No, but again, he's got the new Guardians next year. I've I've I think I've only got one suggestion actually. I know you've got three, so I'll just say my one. Neil Gaiman? Yeah. You know, I think this. What, I think what, are, his, what, are, his, what are his screen credits like? Oh. Yeah, what what's he got screen wise that we should be considering? Like, I know he's a great writer. I mean, he wrote the screenplay for Sandman. Yes, but like we're talking Hall of Fame now. We're not just talking. Oh, I mean, a, a, a good thing that he's done. He's a very. Uh, his, it would be my argument. A that Sandman is is his his masterwork. This is a. I mean, I haven't read the comics, but this I hear is a, San, a pretty... Sandman. You could make a compelling argument for being the best comic that has ever been made. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an important comic, and I think Gaiman is an important comics writer, not just for Sandman, but it, you know, in terms of his wider impact on comics. Yeah, and, and yeah, but guys, you know, this and, is and, a and, astonish. And <laughs> this is the, the far less listened to and adored um, <laughs> cinematic universe podcast, and um, I don't know Neil Gaiman. I think like aren't most of the adaptations of his work crap? Yes, are they crap? Good Owens has a good omens, and then and then of the adaptations of his work, which are actually comics and which are prose, and how many are actually you know what what of his work is eligible for this? For this, you know, for for comic book, movie, and TV show Hall of Fame. I mean, I think they're doing a sixteen oh two episode of What If <laughs> season two. That's, that's the next. <laughs> yeah, I think we've. Lost, I feel like we've lost this argument. <laughs> I th- I think. <sighs> I think. Give me another good game and adaptation, and actually, you know, let let's see more than one pretty well received season of The Sandman before. We we like immortalize him. He, he has the... done so much for the genre and the medium of comics on which this is all predicated, and we're just kicking him out, are we? Oh, Listen, we're Joe. Saying, it, it, we're saying it, wait by the door a little bit longer, Neil. Joe's got some better it, nominees to put for you. Here's my counterpoint. I looked at this list of fucking I don't know thirteen projects, and I struggled to fight think of anybody. So if you've got three, listen. But go for by all means, go for you know. Mine are good. Mine are good. Are you ready? Go for it. You ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, one is a pure oversight that we, we has not made the Hall of Fame yet, and it's insane that he hasn't. Uh, Christopher Reeve should be in our Hall of Fame. I know he. Are we sure he's not? Are we sure? I, I yeah, I don't think he is. Okay. Uh, so I think Christopher Reeve should be in there. If he's not, okay. I mean, maybe he is already. I don't know. 
but it, it, we should certainly dot I's and cross T's there. Um, my second one is Colin Farrell, who you guys fucking love in the Batman. And tell you what, he's also one of the best comic book movie villains ever. Bullseye. His, bull, bull, his bullseye is superb. And I tell you what, if they brought back Bullseye in the MCU, that version, he would be amazing. He would fit in flawlessly. That is fair. Yeah. I don't know if he's done anything else, but those are the two that I've got. <laughs> those are the two. You're the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I know. Carol. Okay, he's he's not good enough as the penguin to to justify two bites of the cherry. Are they still making? Is the TV show still happening? In Oof. theory, in theory, yes. But yeah. okay, all right. My next one, I think, I think I've got. I think I've got yeah. a bit, a bit more of a chance with. What about old Mickey G himself, Michael Giacchino? That's fair. That's fair. So he's done all the Spider-Man scores. He did Reese. What did he do this year? Werewolf by Night. No, no. The, the, what score did he do this year? Um. Oh, did he do the Doctor Strange the score? Man, score, you idiot! <laughs> oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he's got to do it. And right, obviously, wait, wait, wait. He's at your wait he also he's at your wedding. Yeah, he, and he gave me away down the aisle. That's huge. Gave me away <laughs> down the aisle. He did so. He did the Spider Mans. He did Doctor Strange. He did the Batman. And this is a really crucial one. He did the Incredibles, um, which is a really good score. Um, and he did the Marvel Overture. Oh my God! Put his ass in. Yeah. Put his ass Giacchino, in. Right? Slam dunk. Yeah, Giacchino. absolutely. Yeah. I think it's Kino. It's Neil Gaiman. No, um, I'm not. <laughs> James, do you have anyone that you want to suggest? Uh, I mean, not really. I did the same thing as Reese. I went down this list and went, you know, out of everyone, there's nothing here which really qualifies anyone. Um, Sam Raimi is the only one, and he's already in there. So, anyone under? I think maybe we should put the Rock in there just just for fun. No, he doubled up this year. I'd rather put a Rock in there. I'm happy with that. If that's a compromise, I'm happy to put a rock. Well, in. It, but Reese, I need to clarify: it is the rock from every everything everywhere all at once? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This timeline. Here's here's what I'm going to say. Right? What about we put in Christopher Reeve? He might be in there already, but we'll just just in case he's not, we'll put him in. Okay. Uh-huh. We'll put in Michael G. Kino. That's number two. Oh, okay. Number three. Yeah, listeners, come at us on Twitter. Who are we missing? And we'll put it to a listener vote. We'll 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 put it out on that site that everyone's got no problems with, and do a little vote on there, and and people can tell <laughs> us who they want to put in the cinematic universe hall of fame that we're missing. I like it. Yeah, uh, but if we don't like the result, we don't have to. Do yeah, it, yeah, right? same. Yeah, we'll be. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> if they say Elon Musk or some shit. I mean, he was in Iron Man. He was in Iron Man too, wasn't he? Iron Man too. And we'll put him on that. So we've got Neil Gaiman and Elon Musk as our first two slots. Richard Branson. <laughs> Wait, what's he in? What is he, what's he was in? Like? He was, he was he in was. a Bond movie. He was in Casino Royale. That's what I'm, no, he can't. Okay, he's not listed. Um, and uh, what about Michael Stolberg from Doctor Strange? Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of this room. <laughs> um, what about what about Benedict Wong? Ooh, is it a bit soon? We got Patrick Stewart in there. We haven't got Patrick Stewart in there. 
Ah, uh, get peace to you in there. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm up. Yeah. Okay, so what we'll say is, it's Michael Giacchino, it's Patrick Stewart, it might be Christopher Reeve, <laughs> and, we'll still, and we'll still, listeners, do us, tweet us who you think we should be putting in the Cinematic Universe Hall of Fame, ideally linked to, like, you know, stuff we've covered already. Um, but yeah, okay. Patrick Stewart, Christopher Reeve, Michael Giacchino. Crushed it. Hey everyone, that's it for the 2022 award show. But as I said at the start of the episode, you can find our look ahead to 2023 over on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash cinematic universe, where we'll also be releasing the usual weekly episodes for every Disney plus Marvel show once they start airing. I think what if is next? What if season two? Whenever that starts. Uh, and we'll also be exclusively posting our review of Ant-Man 3 Quantumania in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I hope to see you over there. There's there's plenty of content to keep you going. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks.